want to share a little story with you guys I was reading this week. There was this pastor, and uh, he noticed this little boy in his church, this little seven-year-old boy, standing in the lobby of his church, and he was looking at this wall that had, like, crosses and flags, just, and it said people's names, and the little boy was just standing at it in amazement, and uh, finally the pastor, he, I mean, as the little boy just stood there forever, the pastor finally walked up and said, buddy, what, you, what are you looking at? And he said, I'm just looking at these crosses and these, and these flags and all these names, what's it mean? Well, the pastor said, well, he said, that's all the, all the people who've died in service. <laughs> the boy stood there for a minute, and he said, which one, the 9 or 1045? <laughs> Hopefully you don't fall asleep today. Hopefully you don't die today. And uh, we believe God's going to do something in all of our lives. We're honored to have all of you with us. Honored to have everyone watching online. Don't forget we're one church, multiple locations. And uh, we have a campus in Marshfield. And we're looking to launch some others. And we have some opportunities possibly on the table. We'll continue to keep you in the loop on those. And then also thank you for everyone who served this week. Um, this is who we are as a church. We served Ozark Food Harvest on Tuesday. Gave away so many. We gave away 23 pallets, I think it was, of groceries this past Tuesday. And then everyone who served at the football game Friday night, thank you for serving. And uh, that's just kind of who we are as a church. And uh, every time I see DC are serving and serving our community, it does my heart, it does my heart good. Hey, today we're closing out our series that we've been in for the past several weeks that we've been doing called Little Foxes. I hope you've enjoyed this series. I believe that it has spoke to many of our hearts and uh, changing our lives. I believe it's doing a great impact. This has literally been one of my favorite series we've ever done as a church. We get the idea of this series, Little Foxes, from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, that says, Catch the foxes, the little foxes that destroy the vineyards. And in this series, that's what we've been doing. We've been dealing with little foxes, little sins. And as we've looked at throughout this series, we know there are no such thing as little sins. We just know that all sin is sin, right? And sin separates us from Jesus. Now, in our culture today, in the culture we live in today, there are probably several things that all of society could come together and agree on that are wrong or that are sins. Things like murder and rape. I, I would say that all society, whether whatever your spiritual background is, I would say that all of us would agree that is wrong. Many of us would call that a sin. But in our softened, tolerant culture today, there are many things that uh, maybe the church or maybe culture would say aren't sin, even though the Bible says it is sin. But we've softened our stance on that, and what many of us have done is we have said this is acceptable, this is okay. This, we, we've come into agreement with the sin. This is permittable. This is no big deal, though. Reality of it is this, though. Even though culture might say it's okay, or even though the church might say it's okay, if God says it's sin, it's sin. And we looked at this last week, and I want to repeat it again today. Sin then. When I say that, sin in the Bible, sin when Jesus was walking this earth, sin then is still sin today. And sin, no matter how big or how small, sin separates us from Jesus. 
In 1500, there was a pope. His name was Pope Gregory. And Pope Gregory classified sins into seven categories. He classified those sins as the most detrimental to humans. He ended up calling them the seven deadly sins. Those sins, we know them as pride and anger and indifference and envy and greed and lust and gluttony. And as he listed these, he said, tied into these seven deadly sins really are all the sins imaginable in humanity. And while I agree with him, there are some horrible sins in this, and it encompasses a lot. I do believe he left out some, and one very specifically that I believe he left out is what we're going to deal with today. We could call it the eighth deadly sin. But I believe this is honestly one of the top five most deadly sins in the church. This little fox is disguised as a friendly invitation for a conversation, but it contains a disastrous disease inside. This little fox is like a cancer and it spreads like wildfire. Who am I? I have no respect for justice. I maim without killing. I break hearts and I ruin lives. I am cruel and malicious and I gather strength with age. The more I am quoted, the more I am believed. I flourish at every level of society. My victims are helpless. They cannot protect themselves against they cannot protect themselves against me because I have no name and I have no face. To track me down is nearly impossible. The harder you try, the more elusive I become. I am nobody's friend. Once I tarnish a reputation, it's never the same. I topple governments and I ruin marriages. I destroy careers and I cause headaches and sleepless nights. I wreck churches and I separate Christians. I spawn suspicion and I generate grief. I make innocent people cry on their pillows. Even my name hisses. I am gossip. I believe that gossip is one of the deadliest little foxes of all. And Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 and verse 19 tells us that God hates gossip. It says this, there are seven things the Lord hates. There are six things the Lord hates, no seven things he detests. And then it lists some things out. Skip ahead to verse 19 though. It says a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord and a family. Before we go any further today, I want to ask all of you to kind of pray this prayer that we prayed at the beginning of this series when we said Psalm 139, the prayer that David prayed in Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, when he said, search me, O God. Everybody say, search me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Search me, O God. Search me. Now, before we go any further today, I want you to look at one person, either the person on your right or your left. Don't look at both. Look at one person and tell them this message is for you. Come on, look at them. Tell them this message is for you. Now, before we do anything else, I want to tell all of you, if you have some juicy gossip that you have just been dying to share, all right, you've got about 12 seconds before we come and attack it, all right? 
So I want you to look at that other person and go ahead and tell them some juicy gossip or text somebody. Go ahead and let them know something juicy. Share some good news because my hope is when this message is done today, none of us want to say this gossip. None of us want to do that. All right. Let's pray. Father, I come before you and Lord, I pray the prayer of Psalm 139 right now in my own life. I pray it over this church. Search me, O God. Search us, O God. Point out anything in us that is offensive to you, O God. Point out anything in us that leads us off of your path. Lord, and if gossip, if backbiting and slander is something that we struggle with and we don't even realize it, would you reveal it to us today? Would you speak to us? Would you speak to our hearts? Would you change our lives? And would you allow me to communicate effectively and clearly today? And Lord, remove any distractions in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to see, I want everybody to participate with me a little bit. How many of you have ever been gossiped about? Raise your hand. If you have ever been gossiped about, all of us, if you have not been gossiped, there's like six of you that did not raise your hands. If you, you either struggle with lying, and we haven't dealt with that in this series, maybe we should, or maybe you live in a box by yourself. I don't know, but all of us have probably been gossiped about. Now, In my line of work, one thing I've discovered, one thing my parents, I saw this, but they never really told me this as I was growing up in a pastor's home and as I went to some Christian college and things like that. One of the things that pastors never really taught me or told me is that in our line of work, gossip about you and your family is just part of the game. It's just part of the game. It's just part of the job. It's just part of the calling. And some of it's extremely silly. There's been things that have been said about me and my family or my wife in this church that is just asinine. It's just crazy. I remember um, several years ago when we had our youth center up and running and we had a couple hundred kids coming every Wednesday and, uh, you know, we're praying about, hey, when can we launch this again and get this off the ground? So just so everybody knows that. But, um, you know, I remember when we were running that several years ago, the thing that started happening was that Destiny Church is a cult, a cult, because we were allowing teenagers to come to our building, and what was happening was when you have 200 teenagers come into your building, and you're not mom and dad, and you're not the police, you can't control everything that happens here, so I guess we had some kids that when they would go to leave the building, they went, there was one time I had them, some kids, some teenagers left our building, it's not like we can handcuff them and say, no, you can't leave, you know, we just... You check in, you check out, you leave, you know. And uh, some kids were standing in the um, parking lot over at McAllister's. And I had a man from the church call me and tell me it was my fault that his kids, or these kids would not move out of the way for his wife to park. And I'm like, I am very, very sorry, you know. But there was things that were going around that we were a cult because things like that were happening or because kids would leave the building and go smoke something. And I was like, well, we didn't give it to them. You know, we, did, we didn't do that. We stand against that. That is not who we are. You know, but it's just silly. Some of the things that go around about you. But then there are other things that people say about you, whether they are true or false, they hurt. And I've experienced some of my deepest hurt in life from the church. From people talking behind my back about myself or my wife or my family or even some of you. And I, one of the things I've discovered over the last several years is there's nothing in the world like church hurt. And if you've ever been hurt by the church, I want to apologize to you before we ever even get started. If you've ever been hurt or wounded by gossip, I want to apologize to you. Okay? 
but I understand it. So all of us have been probably impacted by gossip, and gossip is not something that we as Christians should participate in. In my opinion, gossip has destroyed more people, tarnished more reputations, broken more friendships, and split more churches than any sin we could talk about. Gossip is quickly told, quickly heard, quickly spread, and quickly believed. The book of Proverbs over and over again tells us, and it actually warns us, of the deadly pull of gossip and its deadly effects. Listen to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The words of gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's inmost parts. Whether we want to admit it or not, all of us in this room, we have a fascination with gossip. We do. That's why if, if we did not have a fascination as a society with gossip, you would not have the afternoon talk shows on television like Dr. Phil and Maury Povich and all of that. It is just insanity. But that we have a fascination with Weird stories and things we can spread about people. That's why I remember when I was a kid, the National Enquirer, just some of the craziness that was out there. We have this fascination. It's like a choice morsel, the Bible says, that we like to savor. Gossip is like, this one's for Tasha. Gossip is like the Shoney's hot fudge cake with vanilla ice cream. It just goes down so great, right? It's just perfect. Or gossip is like, I love, one of these things my wife bakes, she bakes a pumpkin dump cake. It's just incredible. And I love it with not just a little bit of whipped cream, but a lot of whipped cream. And then, you know, gossip just goes down like that. Another one of my favorites, and we had to go there because it's Makai's favorite. We is a P4 from Everyday Thai with extra chicken, medium spice. It just goes down perfect. Gossip goes down like the Golden Corral buffet and dessert bar. You just go, it just goes down so great. We love gossip. We just can't get enough of it. Now all of us in the room, our stomachs are are growling. And the truth is this, we all know gossip when we hear it, and we all know gossip when we speak it. But let's go ahead and define it. The dictionary says this of gossip, gossip is a casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as true. I love what Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback Church says of gossip. He says this, when you're talking about a situation with somebody who's neither a part of the problem or a part of the solution, then you're probably gossiping. Simply put, gossip is talking about people to other people who are not a part of the problem or a part of the solution behind someone's back. And so let me ask us all a question. Why do we gossip? Why do we gossip? Why do we talk about people? Why do we talk about organizations? Why do we talk negatively about churches? We know it's wrong. We know it hurts. We've been hurt by our, it, ourselves, yet we still do it. Why do we gossip? This is a question I've asked myself quite a bit lately as I've reflected on this message, as I've even just been convicted of the Lord. And as much as I would like to say I never gossip, and as much as I've been gossiped about, I probably never should. But over the years, and even lately, the Lord has convicted me, Chad, that could be considered gossip. And he's convicted me of it. And so I'm trying to watch my tongue. I'm trying to watch how I speak to others, about others, or even around the right, if making sure, am I talking to a person that can actually help with this problem? So knowing that we hate gossip, knowing that gossip hurts, why do we continue to gossip? 
I don't necessarily have the answer for you guys today, but I do have a couple of opinions. Here's why I believe we gossip. We want to be seen as in the know when it comes to the latest gossip about other people. We gossip because gossip oftentimes makes us feel better about ourselves. Gossip makes us feel important. Gossip gives us a sense of power. If knowledge is power, gossip is probably supercharged power, right? We feel like we're in the know. The New Testament Greek word for gossip is the, is the word sothoricism. And it actually means a rustling or a whispering sound. And a literal like translation would mean a, it's like a person who whispers behind your back with the intention of hurting you. Gossip. Proverbs 16, 28 tells us a dishonest man spreads strife. A whisperer separates close friends. Romans 1, 29 and 30 link gossip and slander. Slander is to speak evil of someone. They link them together and they describe, listen to those, it is, the Bible describes those who gossip and slander as backbiters. That's what it describes them as. And the Bible says the penalty, I want you to hear me, the Bible says the penalty for gossip and slander and backbiting is death. Romans 1.32 says, although they were fully aware of God's law and proper order, and knowing that all who do these things deserve to die, speaking of gossip and slander, yet they still go headlong into their darkness, encouraging others to do the same and applauding them as they do. So let me ask everyone again, even though we know God hates it, and we know that gossip is a tool of the enemy to destroy people and to destroy churches. We ourselves don't like to be gossiped about. We know, and we know that we've been hurt by gossip. And we know the penalty for gossip is death and destruction, both tools of the enemy. Let me ask, why do we gossip? Why do we talk about others? I really can't think of a good reason of why we could justify it. Maybe it's because everybody's doing it. Maybe that would be our only reason of why we gossip. So today, even if everyone is doing it, and culture says it's okay, that doesn't mean it's still pleasing to God. And here at Destiny Church, our theme for the year is Kingdom Co., meaning we are a company of kingdom-minded people. We want to be about the business of the kingdom. And so here at Destiny Church, we've made this commitment to be kingdom-minded people. And I want you to hear me. As kingdom-minded people, we believe that God is calling us to a higher standard than culture, right? We want to be different. We don't want to look like this world. We believe that God is calling us to live by his standards, and we believe that God is calling us to be image bearers of his name. We believe that God is calling us to live by his word and by his standards. So even if everyone is gossiping, Destiny Church, why are we gossiping? Because we are a company of kingdom-minded people. Even if we are gossiped about, we don't want to gossip. We don't want to engage because we want to live in a way that pleases God. And gossip does not please God. So, how do we overcome this little fox called gossip? How do we overcome this little fox that's destroying the vineyards? I think it starts with three questions. I want you to ask three questions to ourselves today. Number one, is my conversation helpful or hurtful. Three ways to deal with gossip. You know, we have a social media policy here at the church 
that we go through with our staff. And you know, in today's world, there are many things that I want to comment on. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are things that it's just, that's stupid. And I want to call it as stupid. But I've learned that I need, we have a, that social media policy that we put in place was not just so the staff doesn't say something stupid. It was so Pastor Chad doesn't sometimes say something stupid. So sometimes I have to ask myself, is this going to be helpful or hurtful? Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Look at what Paul said in Ephesians 4.29. Don't let any, everybody say any. Don't let any unwholesome talk. Thank you. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Any. We could just stop right there and say, okay, Lord. We could stop right there and give an altar call and every one of you should respond. Because all of us have let some unwholesome things come out of our mouths, right? About people or even beyond that. But listen to what Paul says next. But only, everybody say only. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Build up. Build up. Don't tear down. Is my conversation helpful or is my conversation hurtful? Solomon, a pretty wise man, he asked the Lord for wisdom. The Lord gave him wisdom. He wrote a lot of Proverbs. Proverbs is full of talk about gossip and how God hates it. Proverbs 16, 27, and then verse 28 again says this. But this is from a different translation. Listen to what it says. A wicked scoundrel wants to dig up dirt on others only to spread slander and shred their reputation. Did you hear this? A wicked scoundrel. You know what a scoundrel is? It is a dishonest person. Here's what they want to do. They want to dig up dirt on others. They want to gossip. Why? So they can destroy reputations. Catch the little foxes, Destiny Church. The little foxes that are destroying the vineyards, that are shredding reputations, that are destroying families. Catch the little foxes. Another translation says of this, their words are like a destructive blaze. Solomon goes on to say, a twisted person spreads rumors, a whispering gossip ruins friendships. Wow. What does gossip do? Gossip separates the best of friends. Gossip destroys relationships. Gossip destroys families. Is my conversation helpful or is my conversation hurtful? Is my conversation going to build up or is my conversation going to tear down? These are some questions we need to ask ourselves when we're talking to people, about people, about situations. Because let's be honest, all of us have struggled with this. And here's me, I'm going to be honest with you today. I would love to justify it. The Lord convicts me of times I've gossiped and I justify it. I do. I justify when I gossip. Lord, I'm just making sure that person's aware of that person's character. Lord, I'm just dealing with a problem. And sometimes, guess what? There are times in life that we have to talk about somebody. I have to talk to Tasha about one of my kids, right? Because we are a part of the solution to fixing, hey, Malik is acting this way. I'm not going to my wife to gossip about my kid. I'm going to deal with a problem. So that's helpful, right? Not hurtful. But some of us, we justify it and say, well, I'm just talking to them. You're not a part of the problem. You're not a part of the solution. You're just a gossip. 
And I want to justify it. I want to justify that I, I'm trying to bring help to the situation, but the Lord's just been reminding me, Chad, no, there are times you talk about people, two people, they're not a part of the problem, and they're not a part of the solution, and Chad, that's gossip, and I don't like it. So today you can justify it, you can tune out my words, or you can listen to what the Lord is asking each of us. Is your conversation helpful, or is your conversation hurtful? Is your conversation building up those who hear it, or is it tearing down somebody who can't hear it? And one of the practical things I'm really trying to put in place in my life is the words of Rick Warren when he said, if, it's, if they're not a part of the problem or the solution, it's probably gossip. And so I'm trying to make sure that, hey, if I've got to talk about somebody concerning a problem, hey, I've got to talk to Pastor Jason about one of the staff because we're having an issue with one of the staff. Guess what? Then I only need to talk to Pastor Jason because he handles HR, right? I don't need to bring in other people to have that conversation. I'm just being honest with you guys today. And so I want you to be honest with yourselves. Is your conversation helpful or hurtful? Are your, con- let me just, let's just, let's just kind of go at it, right? Everybody ready? Get your toes ready. Is your conversations with your girlfriends helpful or hurtful? Let me say it this way. And I'm not picking on ladies. We'll, we'll pick on the men in just a minute. But ladies, is your conversation with your girlfriends about your husband helpful or hurtful? Is it building up or is it tearing down? Fellas, is your conversation about your wife helpful or hurtful? Is your conversations with your coworkers about your coworkers helpful or hurtful? I want us to think about this. Is my conversations with my friends about my friends helpful or hurtful? Here's one that I'm asking myself and our family. Are our conversations around our dinner table helpful or hurtful? Listen, my kids don't need to hear negative things coming out of my mouth about other people. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? Let me ask this. Is your conversations with your prayer group helpful or hurtful? Is your conversation in your life group helpful or hurtful? Come on. I want you to hear me today. I believe the Lord is speaking to us. Don't let your Bible study, don't let your prayer group, don't let your intercessory group, don't let your place that you hang out with your friends, don't let it become a place where it's a place of gossip. It's not, it can't. But Pastor Chad... What we're saying is true. Can I just tell you, I've looked. I can't find any place in the Bible that the Bible gives us a line of delineation that says you can say it if it's true, but not if it's untrue. I can't talk about you if I'm not talking about you with somebody that's a part of the problem or the solution. Or if I'm talking to you. If not, the Bible classifies it as gossip. Talking about people behind their back that is not a part of the problem. Now, don't walk out and say, well, Pastor Chad said, I can't ever praise somebody behind their back. No, you can talk as nicely as you want to about people. You can build people up. You can come and say, hey, you know what? That Todd Rice is an incredible guy. I love him. That's good. I'm not saying don't do that. Okay? Now, you can negatively negatively talk about Chicago Cubs fans, Chicago Bears fans, (laughs) Kansas City Royals fans. 
Denver Broncos fans. You can say whatever you want to about them, right? Right, Ed? Can't we? No, but talking about people who are not a part of the problem or the solution behind their back is gossip. And God hates gossip, and today we're calling it out. Catch the foxes, Destiny Church. The little foxes that are destroying the vineyards. Catch the foxes. Are my words lifting up or are my words tearing down? Are my conversations helpful or are all my conversations hurtful? Number two. Second question we need to ask ourselves is this. Am I making private matters public? Am I making private matters public? I read a story years ago. There's four pastors who um, frequently came together to pray and to do lunch and things, and they were from a local community, and they continued to come together. And so one day, one of them pastors looked at the group, and he said, guys, we've been praying together for several years. And he said, I think our relationship has only been surfaced. And he goes, we've all wore masks. And he goes, I want to just come clean today. I, I need you guys to pray with me. He goes, I, he goes, I have become an alcoholic, and I drink in excess. Would you please pray for me? And they said, yeah, we'll pray for me. And the second guy was sitting there in tears just rolling down his face. And he said, you know what? He said, I, he said, I, I got to tell you, he said, I've been looking at pornography and thinking about cheating on my wife. He said, I, I need to confess that too. And they're all just crying and they're hugging each other. Third pastor says, you know what, guys? He goes, you're all telling the truth. I need to tell the truth too. He says, I, I'm, he goes, I've started gambling a lot. And he goes, I am losing money. And he goes, I can't recuperate it. And he goes, I need help with that. Man, they all just sat there. And the fourth guy didn't say a word. And time passed. And he finally said, hey, we've all been honest with you. Be honest with us. He said, no, I can't. No, he said, come on, be honest with us. He said, okay. He goes, he goes I'm a gossip. And I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> am I making private matters public? Am I, make, keep, am I taking something that should be kept in private, am I making it public? Listen to what Solomon says again in Proverbs 11, 12, and 13. It's foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet, but a gossip goes around telling secrets. Those, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. A gossip goes around telling secrets. Am I making private matters Public. And let's be honest, I think this is one of the biggest issues in the church. We just label it as prayer. All right? I told you a minute ago I was coming for your toes. Now I really am. Okay? Because the church, we just want to try to make it holy. We want to try to make sin holy. And we want to call it good. And we say things like, hey, did you hear about Tabitha? Now, don't tell anybody. I'm just coming to you in prayer, but don't tell anybody. She told me not to tell anybody. Or, hey, did you hear about Tabitha? Uh, don't, don't tell anybody because the person who told me and the person who told them said Tabitha came to them in confidence. Now, there's, we're all just praying. We're all just praying. No, we want to make our sin holy. And we want to talk about people. You're a gossip, and it's sin. You don't want to pray for people. You want people to think you're in the know. You don't want to pray for people. You want people to think you're important. Or here's the sad thing that hit my heart this week. Some of you don't care if people think you're in the know. Some of you don't care if people think you're important. Some of you are just mean. Some of you are just mean, and you like to hurt people, and you like to belittle people because you want to build yourself up, and you want to tear down. 
And listen to me, when you break confidence, you hurt people. And when you hurt people, you break trust. And when you break trust, you humiliate people. And when you humiliate people, you do damage to the body of Christ. And Jesus is calling it out. Catch the little foxes, Dusty Church. The little foxes that are destroying the vineyards. It's a sin to gossip. It's a destructive blaze. And it is time we stop. Can, we get a, can I just get a big amen? amen. I'm, and I'm telling you, social media has made gossip and slander even easier. Why? Because we can, we've become brave when we can hide behind a computer screen. Listen to me, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it behind a computer screen, don't say it behind their back. Am I, am I preaching good today? All right? Gossip is destructive. And I want every single one of us in this place today, watching online today, watching online sometime this week, I want you to say, search me, O God. Lord, am I making private matters public? Lord, help me if I am. Search me, oh God. And today I'm challenging us, let's not do that. Let's not, let's not make private matters public. Let's not do it for, for many reasons, but two very specifically. Number one, as the body of Christ, I want to protect you. So we want to protect others, right? And number two, so you protect your reputation. Listen to what Proverbs 29 and 10 says. 25, 9, and 10. Don't betray another person's secret. Why? Because others may accuse you of gossip and you will never again regain your good reputation. So I don't gossip to protect others. Why? Because I want to build up rather than tear down. But I also don't want to gossip because I don't want to destroy my reputation. I, I want people to think, hey, I can come to Pastor Chad and share my deepest, darkest secret and he's going to keep it. I want to be able to trust him. I want to be able to trust her. I want to be able to trust them that if I talk to them, is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Am I making private matters public? And number three, I believe this is probably the biggest one in the church. Am I permitting others to gossip? Am I permitting others to gossip? Proverbs 17, four says wrongdoers. Everybody say wrongdoers. Say it again, say wrongdoers. Wrongdoers, another translation says evil people. Listen to what it says. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Wow. Evil people eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. According to the Bible, and this is fresh to me, and, and you can take this, and I'm not trying to add to Scripture, but how I interpret this, it appears to me there would be a category of gossip in the Bible called evil listening. Gossip is not only what I speak. Gossip is what I allow to listen to. Why? Why would I say that? Because what you permit, you promote. What you permit, you promote. If you listen to something, you are promoting it. If you listen to something, you are participating in it. If you listen to something, you are actually facilitating it. Why? Because what you permit, you promote. Wrongdoers, evil people, eagerly listen to gossip. And some of you, this is where you struggle. Let me just talk to you. Some of you, you're like, Pastor, you've told me this. I've had multiple people come to me. Pastor Chad, everybody just comes to me to talk about people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a badge of honor. Because what you permit, you promote. And let me just tell you something else. If they'll talk to you about someone, they'll talk to someone about you. Because what you permit, you promote. Wrongdoers eagerly 
listen to gossip. And you think it's innocent. You, you classify, well, I'm just a good listener. No, you're a gossip. And we're calling it out today. Proverbs 17.4, listen from another translation, says, Those eager to embrace evil listen to gossip, for a liar loves to listen to lies. Proverbs 20.19 says, A gossip betrays confidence, so avoid a man who talks to, too much, or we could add here, avoid someone who listens too much. So what do we want to do as we close today? Everyone listening, everyone in the room, everyone watching online, what I want to encourage us all to do is draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not listening anymore. I'm not talking anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not permitting it. I'm not going to be a part of it. And listen to me. If you have somebody that continues to persist to tell you gossip about other people, here's how you can stop it. Look at them and say, if you continue to tell me this, I'm taking it to the person you're talking about. Because why? Because here's what they do. People come to you with gossip and they say, okay, I got to tell you something about Ed. But if you tell him, don't tell him I told you. Why? Because we don't want gossip to have a face or a name. And gossip is deadly because it doesn't have a face or a name. And somebody's like trying to figure out who's saying this lie about me. So I want every one of us to stop it. Proverbs 26.20 tells us, listen, this is incredible scripture, it won't be on the screen, but it says this, it takes fuel to have a fire, or a fire runs down when it runs out of fuel, so do quarrels disappear when gossip ends. Listen to me, if you don't put fire on gossip, it won't continue. So if you, want, if, you, if you want to do this today, I'm asking everyone to help me draw a line in the sand, because what we permit, we promote Catch the foxes, Destiny Church, the little foxes that destroy the vineyards. So here's what we're doing as a church as we close. We're drawing a line in the sand. Last week, without saying it, we said we want to be a porn-free church. Wouldn't it be incredible to be a church that is porn-free? Think of the miracles and the blessings that God would do. We also want to be a gossip-free church. One thing when Tasha and I planted this church is we wanted this place to be a safe place because we don't want people to be hurt by people in the church. So can, can I just ask you, let's, let's draw a line in the sand and all of us say, Pastor Chad, I will no longer just talk destructively about people. And Pastor Chad, I will no longer listen to destructive talk about people. Because Destiny Church, why? Because God is calling us to a new standard of living. And we want to be like Jesus, not like this world. All right? Your words matter. Your words matter. Your words have the power in life and death, Scripture tells us. Your words matter. Your words can build up or your words can tear down. And so I need you to understand this today and ask yourself, am I words helpful or hurtful? Am I somebody that's making private matters public? Am I permitting others to gossip? Because Destiny Church, we don't want to do that. We want to be a church that builds up, right? We want to be a church that builds up, not tears down. We want to reflect the goodness, the mercy, the love, the grace, the kindness the compassion, the hospitality. We want to reflect those things of Jesus. We want to reflect the, the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. We want to be like Jesus. We want to talk like Jesus. We want to listen like Jesus. We don't want to justify our sins. We don't want to justify our gossip. We want to deal with it. So Destiny Church, let's catch the foxes. The little foxes that destroyed the vineyards. <laughs>